morning, so let's go ahead and uh, do that at this time. So at this time, let's all stand, and I'm going to call our 2020 annual business meeting to order, which will cover business from 2019, and uh, hopefully everything will go quickly and smoothly tonight. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for our time together tonight, and thank you, God, for the opportunity to conduct business and uh, to do everything in your name. God, we want you to get the glory from everything that's said and done, and we pray, God, that your will will be accomplished as we move forward uh, for the future of this church and this community and everything that you have in store, and God, we will give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated, and um, we are going to do a couple of things tonight. Um, just briefly, we just need to go through uh, our uh, steps that we have every business meeting. Um, one of those is we either read or we can waive the reading of the bylaws for the crossroads. Um, most of you know this, what, what those say, but if you would like for us to, uh, we can read all 12 pages tonight. And uh, we would be happy to go through that. If you do not want to do that, uh, somebody can make a motion that we waive the reading of the bylaws. Uh, and if you want to make that motion, Sister Gisela Rivera makes that motion. Um, it's, and so if, if you really want it to happen, then we are going to need a second for that motion. Tiffany Hansbro uh, makes the, mo the second. And so all in favor of waiving the bylaw reading in, in, in their entirety tonight. Uh, say aye. All right. Everybody else? All right. So that was 100%. We also have our business meeting minutes from last year, um, but we can also waive those as well if you would like. If somebody would like to make a motion that we waive the business meeting minutes from last year, um, then we can do that. Sister Crystal Abbott, anybody want to second that motion? Some, oh, I don't know. There's three people that raised their hand. John Hansborough, we'll go with that one. All right. All in favor of waiving the last business meeting minutes, say aye. All right. All opposed? All right. The 2019 financial report was, has been read and approved by the trustee board. Uh, they make a motion to waive the full reading of the financial report and give you the highlights. Um, and I need a second for that motion. I will go through it. I won't make a big deal about it, but I will go through it. So Ted gives a second to the uh, board's motion to waive the uh, complete reading of the uh, financial report. And uh, so let's take a look at that. First of all, um, I want you to, if you are able to, you can look at the financial report. We will put it up, um, and I'm going to try to go through this. I know it looks really little to you right now, so we're going to blow up every section of it. Uh, you will be able to see it. This is what will go on file, and if there are any things, uh, anything that needs to be changed or anything in the future, um, the board will, uh, will take care of that, but this is uh, one of those things that we used to. We used to print all these pages out, and then what would happen is we would have like, 
you know, everybody would just leave and we'd have all these pages that we printed out for nothing. Uh, and so a couple years ago, uh, some of you said, Pastor, why don't you just put it up on the screen, tell us about it, and let's move forward. It's, we don't need to uh, cut down that many trees. So this is, <laughs> this is our attempt to, to save on that. Uh, but let's look at our opening balance uh, for 2019, January 1st was $70,008.71, and then our income was $371,888.67. Uh, that takes us to our expenses, um, our bills, and I'm not going to read all the dollars and cents, I'm just going to give you the, the uh, large number. So our bills were uh, $20,000. Uh, the church supplies uh, close to nine thousand. Uh, the dues were close to five thousand. Uh, education uh, almost three thousand. Missions uh, sixty-one thousand. Uh, insurance was uh, about ten thousand, close to ten thousand five hundred. <coughs> Mileage reimbursements seventeen thousand. Uh, ministry expenses forty-four thousand. Mortgage loans uh, close to seventy-one thousand. Uh, offering and UPC, uh, offerings of the UPCI, so like Sheets for Christ, uh, Christmas for Christ, um, Save Our Children, $7,113.63. Uh, office supplies, close to $12,000. Outreach was uh, $26,595.10. Uh, registration fees, close to $4,000. Remuneration, uh, $64,000. Renovations, was close to $69,000. Payroll taxes, uh, 1,300, and then youth ministry was uh, 72, 75, 62. Total expenses of 433, 999.16. Uh, so that left us uh, December 31st with an ending balance of 7,898.22. Uh, also, a little asterisk, and I know it's tiny, uh, but a little asterisk there um, is that we, it was 7,898.22, but then right after the first of the year, because uh, we have a lot of stuff that comes out right the first of the month. After that, uh, like I think the first or the second week of, of January, 5,000 more from our greater campaign was sent in from 2019. That came in 2019 was sent out uh, for the greater campaign to pay on the loans. All right, so next is our church mortgage information. Um, the balance, uh, January 1st, 2019, was 305-129.64. This is our main mortgage. Uh, then the, the balance January 1st of this year was 298-356.01. Uh, our renovation loan was uh, 214-735.35 in March of 2019, and it, is, uh, it was at 187-76.22 uh, January 1st of 2020. Um, we currently are under 400 in total uh, that we owe right now is under 479,132. So that's, uh, that's where things stand as far as our, um, our loans are concerned, our mortgage and our construction loan. Um, we do believe and uh, the last time the, the church was appraised, it, it appraised for well above that. Um, how much more, we don't know. Uh, but we do know that we do have some equity. We just don't have near as much as we had before the trust situation, uh, for those of you that were wondering. Uh, the big picture overview of 2019, 
Um, so the crossroads uh, in Radcliffe and Louisville, this will be the last time uh, that these uh, these will be combined, and this is not, um, it's not meant to be confusing, uh, so let me just go through it, and then I'll explain. The tithing uh, that came in, and, and I, we do this so that you kind of get an idea. Uh, there's some people that they want to know, you know, how much is the tithing versus the offering versus special offering, so uh, we try to break this down so that you can see the tithing uh, was at uh, 193,7, 13,67, general offering at 48,896,59, uh, special offerings 8,807,50, and the greater campaign was 78,844,65. Uh, the youth income, which includes uh, monies for North American Youth Congress last year, were $6,337, and then uh, missions was 61000 uh, $32.45. Um, Radcliffe, in Radcliffe, uh, the, the amount that we recorded that came in was $371,888.67. In Louisville, the recorded amount that came in through uh, the giving was $20,743.19 for a total of $392,631.86. Um, I would uh, like to point out with the greater campaign that we had in April of 2019, we had pledged $248,218 um, total given so far from April 2019 to December 2019 is 78,844.65. So at the end of the year, we were at close to 32% of what was pledged had come in. Um, we are uh, just about uh, two months away now from being a year into our greater campaign, and uh, we are seeing God do incredible things. We're going to be talking more about that, um, but there have been so many people that have been blessed, promotions, uh, raises, you know, bonuses that they weren't expecting, um, so many different things that have happened. Uh, I, and I'm, I, I talked to the board about this before we even came down, and I said, you know, the amazing thing to me is how God has allowed this to bless our church. Um, you know, none of us thought it was a good thing when we started finding out. We saw the cracks in the ceiling, and the, the trusses are failing, and, oh, what are we going to do? And now we're kicked out of our building, and we're having Christmas service at the community center, and, you know, nobody was thinking this is a good thing. However, you know, a few years down the road now, many people have gotten raises, bonuses, promotions, uh, miracles that have happened because of their sacrificial giving. And I'm still over here a little frustrated, like, God, when are you going to give us resolution in the, in the uh, lawsuits that we have pending with the trust manufacturer and with the insurance company? And, you know, uh, the only thing I can come up with right now is if we had already gotten a resolution, Many of you would be like, I don't need to give. We got all that money from the lawsuit. And so a lot of people would, would not feel like there was a need to give. Um, $479,000, there is a need to give. There, there is a purpose. There is a reason. We had, to, we had to have the construction loan. If we didn't have a construction loan, we, we were not going to be able to have service here. So uh, all that being said, I, I would like for us to see the greater campaign not as the church is trying to get my money, but I'd like for us to see the greater campaign as what an opportunity for me to be blessed. 
And if we'll take God at his word, God will bless. Amen? All right. Sorry, I'm not going to preach. So, because um, we're doing business, uh, I'll we'll take care of that in a minute. But uh, anybody have any questions, I'll open the floor for questions. Uh, I, I will try to be an open book as much as I can. Um, you know, I've told you before, there are some churches that will not give you this much detail. There's other churches uh, that will give you ten times as many details. We try to balance it. Uh, there's a lot of numbers here. If you have any questions, please feel free to ask. Let me also say, and I, I say this every year, uh, you can go back and hear the recordings from the last several years. If for some reason you feel uncomfortable saying anything in public and you say, well, I don't want to cause any problems or I got a question, but I don't want to cause it, that's fine. Uh, appreciate your spirit. Um, but please, if you have something that's, uh, that's in your spirit that you feel like, oh, I don't understand this or something's not right or something feels off, uh, by all means, set an appointment. Uh, meet with myself, meet with uh, our administrator, our secretary, meet with our board. Uh, we'd be more than happy to try to come up with whatever answer it is that you're looking for, um, if it's in our power. So, all right. If you are a tithe payer, you pay your tithes, you give offerings, uh, you support this church, um, this, is your, this is your time, this is your opportunity. If you have anything that you need to ask about, uh, what money has come in or where the money has gone, um, it's your chance. All right. Going once. Sold. All right. So uh, we will then adopt this. Uh, we have the second to the motion. All in favor adopting the financial report for 2019, say aye. And any opposed by the same sign? All right. So that passes unanimously. Uh, briefly, I want to share just a few things with you. I always call this section my state of the church. Um, a lot of people do it differently, and I'm not trying to be presidential here. Uh, but the state of the church is uh, that we're moving in the right direction. And uh, God has helped us. We've, we've had some, some rough times uh, over the last few years. And uh, God has helped us through them, and we are moving forward uh, by his grace. And I would like to just share, you know, over the past five years, and maybe sometimes we look at year by year, but I just I want you to kind of think about this and soak this in. Over the past five years at the crossroads, from 2015 to 2019, uh, we have averaged 108 at our main Sunday worship every Sunday. Now, some Sundays been higher than that, some Sundays been lower than that, but for the last five years, uh, when you add up all the Sundays, our average attendance is 108, and I believe we're going to see God do even greater than that in 2020. I believe God's going to take us to a new, uh, new dimension. And then uh, I would like to also bring up some very good numbers that you will probably like to hear. We have taught at least, now we try to record these, and how we record these is by certificates. When somebody completes something, we give them a certificate. So we go back and we count our certificates. We know who's completed things. Uh, but at least 85 extended, which I mean not 
uh, one hour Bible study, a 12 week Bible study, uh, are most of them the, either exploring God's word or search for truth. Uh, 85 12 week extended Bible studies have been completed in the last five years. 226, I counted them up today and I couldn't believe it was that many. 226 30 days to life books have been used to start discipleship in the last five years. Man, can you imagine if we just had, uh, you know, half of those people still here, what, what would happen? Uh, so thank God, uh, but that's not 226 books that we've given out. We've given out well over 400, but 226 that we actually verified, they started discipleship with 30 Days to Life. So, um, you know, I, I, I am excited about the fact that there are some people that are still on that journey, and there are some people that are, are done, you know, they've, they've finished the book a few times now, and they're already doing it with other people. Uh, that's an exciting thing. 89 people over the last five years have been baptized in Jesus' name. And 73 people have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I know that, you know, sometimes we, we, we look at numbers and it's like, you know, that, that's not insignificant. You know, God has done some great things. And uh, it's not just about conversion. We've talked about this. not just about getting them converted. Those numbers excite us. They make us feel good. Uh, but it really is about us discipling and being discipled and uh, growing closer to God and being who he wants us to be. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, I feel like the church is moving forward, and, and I feel like God has given us his favor and his grace. Um, we're not a perfect church, and I'm not by any means a perfect pastor. Uh, I, I, I do want to do the very best that I can to stay true to the, the word of God, um, and I want to continue to encourage you and inspire you to, to move forward to be everything that God has for you to be. Uh, I am still learning. I've been here for 19 years this year, and I'm still learning. Um, the first few years, I really, I, I didn't know how to preach, let alone pastor. So, you know, now that we're 19 years in, um, I still don't know a lot, and I still make mistakes, but I feel like God has given us a good group of people, a good team of people, and he adds to that, and he brings people to that. Uh, for what we need, and if we'll, uh, like we said Sunday, if we'll go all in with God, if we'll uh, commit 100%, and not just give part of ourselves, but give all of ourselves, there's no telling what God will do. I do, uh, I know that it's not, <clears throat> maybe some of you probably could care less about social media, <clears throat> but social media is, it, it's honestly uh, where a lot of our millennials and our uh, people that are under the age of 40 it's where they're at right now. And so <clears throat> I didn't want to give you a few numbers without uh, talking about our social media presence. Currently, we have 100, uh, or a thousand, a hundred, a thousand thirty-eight likes, and we have 1,058 followers on our uh, Facebook page. Now, <clears throat> that's, <clears throat> that's a lot to some, but that's not a lot uh, in, the, in the big scheme of things. Um, and the thing that I kind of thought was funny is like we have 1,038 likes and 1,058 followers. That means 20 people that are following us really don't like us. That's what I took from that. Uh, no, it's just simply the way that, uh, simply the way that Facebook counts that. Um, <laughs> it's probably true, though. They probably just follow us just to make sure that we're doing the right thing. Uh, but then we also have, <clears throat> excuse me, we also have 347 followers on Instagram, and uh, we still have a Twitter presence, but we just don't really care. 
Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's just like uh, we, we, ha we do have Twitter. We do tweet every once in a while. It's just not significant at all. So uh, Facebook Live, uh, we started Facebook Live. We, we have been live streaming for, for a few years now. <clears throat> Our live stream has improved this year. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, I, there is one. Oh, it's coming. Okay. Um, so it has improved this year. If you watch our live stream, uh, it's still not perfect. It's, there's some days where it's, it may be a little fuzzy, uh, but overall, it's at least mostly clear. And the, the, the sound is at least, it's, it's decent. It's, you can listen to it. Uh, there have been times in the past, thank you, Christian. There have been times in the past where it was, you couldn't even listen to it. It was just unbearable. Uh, either the voices would be too loud or the uh, music would be too loud or they would both be too soft or one would, you know, just whatever. Um, and if you watch, there are several churches that live stream now. Uh, some churches don't, don't even live stream the music because it sounds so bad on live stream. It may sound good in person, but it sounds so bad on live stream. And so, and I'm just going to say this, and I'm not, like, I know we don't, we, we are a work in progress on this, okay? So please understand, um, this is not, it's going to, we're going to keep trying to make it better. We're going to keep trying to improving, uh, but it is, it is a lot better uh, than a lot of even larger churches that I have watched. And I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm just saying, go watch a couple and then come back and talk to me. Now, don't compare us to POA, because we are not POA. You know, if you watch POA or you watch First Church or, you know, you, you, there's three or four of them that, I mean, they're kind of setting the standard for apostolics in, in live streaming. But uh, don't, don't uh, but, but if you go to a lot of different churches, even especially churches in, in, in the area, Louisville and around, um, you will be, I, it'll make you feel better about your live stream that you're watching, I promise. Uh, anyways, all right, so to say that, uh, let me say that we have now tried to improve. We expanded our live stream uh, and to include now Facebook Live. So um, Facebook Live from January 1st to January 1st, 2020, 19 to 20, uh, we had, and this is all of our videos, all of, all of our uh, like videos that we post, <coughs> excuse me, from the crossroads, we had 27,882 minutes of viewed content. That's a lot. You know, uh, I was actually pretty surprised. In a year's time, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of minutes. So our Facebook Live views for Sunday morning worship only, because uh, with live stream, we can get our analytics and we can kind of figure out who's watching when, and we can actually see, uh, you know, on Facebook Live, we can see when people drop off. Um, so there is the Facebook Live views for Sunday morning only are 2,444 unique. That means they were different from anybody else. They, it wasn't one person that watched three or four times. It was one person. So the unique viewers uh, live views that we had in 2019 on Sunday morning services, Facebook Live was 2,293 for a total of 8,699 minutes. On live stream, which is not near as 
broadcast as Facebook is, and it's you have to have a live stream account. Now you don't have to have a live stream account. You can watch our live stream on live stream. Uh, but live was 289, 179 unique, and 5,091 minutes viewed. Our archive or our recorded services that people went back and watched in 2019 after they were live, we had 591 with 373 unique viewers and 4,860 4, minutes viewed. So let me just try to put that into perspective. I know that's a lot of numbers. Uh, Sunday morning worship service only, not any other services, not any other videos. Live unique viewers, we had over 2,500. And minutes, we had 13,790 minutes. That's 229.8 hours of people watching us online. Now, to put it into perspective, that's four times as much as most of you came to church. You see what I'm saying? So the point is, People out there are, are actually watching, and we're not, we do not have a super professional uh, setup. I mean, it's not like you're watching TV and you got all these different views and, you know, it scans the crowd. and it, We don't have all that. And just simply what we have, we have a lot of people that are tuning in. Um, think about the audience, the audience that we have here, and, and just, again, go back to the unique views. Um, to me, it blows my mind like how many unique views we get. Because unique views is kind of like how many people are actually checking out what you're doing, so that's a cool thing. I will say, look at the map. That's kind of a cool thing. Uh, you see all the red? We have people that watch us um, on live stream in all those areas in red. And then I counted the countries today on Facebook that we have people that have watched our videos in 2019. 39 countries, people from 39 countries watched us in 2019 on Facebook. Pretty cool, right? So, uh, again, we are global. We, we are. Hey, I'll take a win wherever I can get it. I do want to thank all those of you that have attended and supported in 2019. Um, thank you so much for your faithful support. Uh, we are a church where love is the answer. And, you know, that is very simply that we, we believe that when you come to God, uh, some people, they don't know how to love themselves. They, they don't even like themselves. And Jesus said, you know, if you want to do the greatest commandment, that is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he said the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So we talk about loving God and we talk about loving others, but some people don't know how to do that because they don't know how to love themselves. So we hope to instill that, uh, that value that God sees in them. We hope to instill that as they come, as they start uh, attending and they're, they're hanging out with us. We hope to let them feel the love of God. We want them to feel valuable. We want them to feel loved. And, and people respond to that. And so when they start accepting that God could love them or that he could think a lot of them, then they start returning that love to him. And then they can, because they have his love inside of them, they can then have right relationships and love, and love others like they're supposed to, uh, like God commands us to. So uh, I, I do want to say that that is something that's not changing. We're not getting off of that. We're not going to be the church where hate is the answer.
we're not this 2020 we're not going to be the church where you know technology is the answer uh we are going to remain the church where love is the answer we want to keep moving forward in god's love uh, also i i talked a little bit about the greater campaign many of you know what we have been doing uh with the greater campaign it is a stewardship campaign it is not a capital campaign a capital campaign is where you try to raise a bunch of funds and that's really all that it's about. It's trying to raise a bunch of funds. The stewardship campaign. Everybody, uh, does everybody remember that there's a distinction between those two? Raise your hand if you remember that. I want to know who I'm talking to. Okay. So the difference between a capital campaign where you just raise a bunch of funds and a stewardship campaign is a stewardship campaign is supposed to teach us stuff about stewardship. We're, we're wanting to be better stewards of what God gives us. And so that's why uh, in our greater campaign, yes, we remind everybody this is our, our greater campaign offering Sunday, and we talk about that, and a lot of people know. They, they just think, oh, that's for the trusts. We know that there was a big, but really, more than that, again, it goes back to this is what God is hoping that we will get is the understanding of stewardship so that he can bless us in the way that he wants to bless us. And so stewardship is more than just giving your offering to the greater campaign. It's learning to give the first 10% of your increase, uh, and that is your tithe. The tithe belongs to the Lord. Um, we don't give our tithes. We pay our tithes because they don't belong to us. So we give our tithe and, and put that in, and that's his. And then we don't, it's, it's up to him uh, you know, we, we can give offerings on top of that, but somebody said the other day, they said, well, I, I put this much money into my church, and I said, oh, that's good. I said, did you pay your tithe? And they said, well, no, I don't do tithes. I just, I just do my offerings. I said, well, how much did you put in your offering? And they told me the amount, and I said, well, how much uh, is, is your income? What did you make? What, you know? And they told me, and I said, well, guess what? You put it in, you called it offering, but it's really tithe. Because the first part, the first of what you give is your tithe. So when we receive increase, whether it's through uh, work wages, uh, through you might have an inheritance, you might have been uh, blessed, somebody might have dropped $5,000 in your lap, you know. Uh, but that's your increase. And whatever your increase, then you pay tithes on it. And um, we a lot of times get questions like, uh, should I pay tithes on my net income or on my gross income? And I say, what do you want to be blessed on? Do you want to be blessed on what you make for the gross, or do you want to just be blessed on what you bring home in the net? And that's a, a good concept to keep in mind. Um, I, I will say that you can do it several different ways, but you want to be blessed, not cursed. And the scripture says when we give the, the tithe, then he rebukes the devourer for our sake. And then we, he pours out blessings upon us. But the reverse of that is also true. If we are not paying our tithes, if we're not giving that first 10% of our increase, then he, he doesn't rebuke the devourer. So it's like you have a bag of money with holes in it. And it just you put the money in and it just keeps going out. And so tithing is, is the first step giving your offerings and supporting uh, the church, the, the missions work, everything that we do. And then beyond that, we really do want to make some headway on our, our what we owe 
and uh, we would like to knock these uh, these payments down. Wouldn't it be great if we were able to make a lot of headway and then we got a nice settlement? Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, I mean, I'm not promising that that's going to happen, but I, I just wonder if God's not waiting for us to all be on board and, and then he says, okay, now watch what I can do. You've done what you can do. You've been faithful. You've, you've uh, come along in stewardship. Now watch what I can do. And he, he promises, I'll pour, you know, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings you don't have room enough to contain. So we will be having a refresh commitment service um, probably in March. Maybe if not March, it will definitely be in April. And it will basically be a recap of all the blessings that have happened so far. We're going to talk about how good God's been uh, because we've been trusting him. And uh, we're just going to recap, man. We're, I'm, I'm so excited because I know almost all the stories. But there's even some, like I heard one the other day. And I was like, I had no clue. And I'm so glad you tell me. I said, how long have you been sitting on it? Oh, about three months. Like, Come on, tell me this stuff. I want to know. So <laughs> if you have uh, something that God has done as you've been giving sacrificially through the campaign, please let me know. We definitely want to include that. Uh, in that uh, lead up to our commitment or recommitment service. And then I need to do something before we are finished today, and that is I need to make some ratifications. Uh, these are simply ratifications. I nominate these uh, people for the, the positions according to our bylaws, and then I just need the church to ratify that. So we will do that quickly, and we'll do it all in one, uh, one big section so I want to appoint Wayne Dummett, Joshua Cooper, Miguel Rivera, and Julius Davis to the 2020 trustee board of the Crossroads United Pentecostal Church. And I want to uh, nominate Rebecca Allen to be the church treasurer for 2020 and Wayne uh, E. Dummett to be the church administrator for 2020 as well. And uh, I pastor make this motion. I need a second for that motion. Uh, Andrea Powell. All in favor say aye. All opposed? All right. Now, guess what? I've done a lot of talking, and now it's your turn. Uh, if you have any questions, if there's any new business that you want to discuss, um, I'll entertain questions about anything that relates to this church. And for now, I'll also uh, answer any questions that I can about the Crossroads of Louisville and let you know how that is going transition-wise if you have any questions. Um, but I want to give you... Time to ask whatever you'd like to ask. I'm going to take a drink while you're thinking. Nobody. Nothing. And you're making this too easy. It's a good thing. Because it's been a little rough. All right. Anybody? Nothing? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll just present something so that those of you that don't know, we, uh, when we started the Louisville Church, um, we did not have a building. Obviously, uh, three years ago this past March, we got the building that uh, the Coopers and their uh, congregation now are in. Um, we, at that time, took a three-year loan out. This church co-signed for it, basically, uh, to give them the bank credibility that they needed. And that three-year, uh, re I don't even know what it's called, revisitation, refinance, came due this, this past uh, fall. And we, this week, finished the paperwork. 
uh, to refinance that loan. That loan is no longer attached to us. It is completely on the crossroads of Louisville. They have their own uh, banking. They've always had their own banking, but now they have their own loan. It's in their name. We have nothing to do with it. So um, for those of you, because I know some of you, you knew that that was uh, what we did and we made that happen. Um, you know, the Coopers and their congregation are doing fantastic. Uh, they have had guests almost every week this year. Um, and God's, gonna, God's really going to do some incredible things there. So keep praying for them. Keep supporting them. Uh, and if you, are, if you can go, if you're scheduled to go, help them. Uh, go help them if you can. All right? Any, any other questions? Anything else that you want to say? If not, then we will move along. Hey, Kendall has something she wants to say. Everybody listen up. All right, so if there's nothing else, I'd like to make a motion to adjourn the business meeting, and I just need a second for that. I've got Sister Kathy Dummett. You're ready, aren't you? She says, let's do it. So uh, Sister Kathy seconds the motion. All in favor of adjourning our business meeting, say aye. Any opposed? All right. So we are finished. All right. If you have anything, uh, again, that you want to talk about privately and you say, well, I felt, you know, I just didn't want to say it publicly, by all means, come talk to me about it. Don't let it fester in your spirit and uh, make sure that you uh, uh, get, get everything settled between you and God. Don't have anything in your heart. Uh, keep moving forward. You know, I think some people, I know why some churches do communion right after a business meeting. Uh, some churches do it right before a business meeting, um, but anyways, I do want to say, uh, how many of you saw the information that came out yesterday that we will be getting the 635 troops at Fort Knox? How many of you saw that? So that's, that's a good thing, and uh, I know everybody but the people trying to find parking at HRC are excited about that, um, but it's, it's going to be a good thing. I really feel like God's going to uh, do some great things through that in our community. And uh, I, I would like to make mention, uh, many of you uh, know that, uh, how many of you know who Brother Woodward is? You know, most of you know who Brother Raymond Woodward is, okay? So um, I did not know this when I reached out to him, but uh, we have uh, somebody here with us tonight who will be here for the next nine months. And uh, he's at Fort Knox. Uh, he is a uh, and endorsed uh, by the United Pentecostal Church uh, chaplain for the U.S. Army, and uh, his name is Nate Grace, and uh, he is going to be with us for the next nine months. And uh, coincidentally, like I said, I didn't put two and two together, but we talked yesterday. He has been uh, under Brother Woodward. He has been on Brother Woodward's leadership team, and uh, he is excited about helping our church make some inroads into uh, the Fort Knox community. And uh, so please uh, get, get around to him, make him feel welcome. We're excited that he is here. And uh, Nate, I'm glad that you're here with us tonight. And I think you told me that your chaplaincy from the U.S. Army will be official like within the next year, right? So he's turned all his papers in. He resubmitted some stuff in, so that will be official. So uh, we are going to have a, an official U.S. Army chaplain and uh, we are excited about that. That's awesome. And uh, we, we, I told him, I said, we had a really good chaplain, Chaplain Barry, and uh, we were making some great inroads into Fort Knox, and then he got called up 
by the general to Afghanistan, and, and so now uh, we are um, excited because we were going to have uh, a connection again. And uh, looking forward to what God's going to do. All right. Well, thank you for coming. I'm sorry that the video did not work out. We will we'll figure out a way, and I promise we'll, we'll get it figured out. Uh, no stress. But thank you for coming. Um, anybody have anything else you need to say before we go since we got time? Prayer happens this Saturday night at 7. Uh, prayer at 7 on Saturday. And uh, we are fasting and praying again. I'm not trying to be overbearing here, but please remember your commitment during February of fasting one day a week and then uh, joining us in prayer and being at prayer on Saturday, if, if, if at all possible. All right? Let's all stand.